What is happening, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of Send It, the podcast. Today, we are diving into the world of artificial intelligence. Get ready to send it into the future because on this ride, we're not just embracing innovation. We are diving into the depths of the beast. You guys ready? Let's go. Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome back. Thank you again so much for joining us on Send It, the podcast. I just wanted to start off by saying I'm grateful for you in this new year, and I hope you all had a great holiday season. Now, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please go over to our Instagram at sendit.hawaii and follow us there for some fun, uplifting, hopefully you know, interesting posts. And also just subscribe to us or follow us on whatever platform you're listening to us on right now. So, you know, today's topic is like really controversial. I think that there is a definitely a line in the middle of the road for people that are embracing this and moving on and other sides of it that are like really afraid of it or just primarily don't really understand it. So today we're going to get into the this game-changing crazy new thing called artificial intelligence. And it's not really that new. It's been around for a long time. And I know, again, that some of you might be skeptical, but I'm here to tell you why AI is not just great. It's going to be a lifeline to your business needs and possibly a lot of our personal needs going forward. It's really important for anybody out there to at least become somewhat knowledgeable in what artificial intelligence is and what it does. So strap in because I'm going to start to break down why AI is not just a tool. It's going to be a super, super powerhouse for any type of success. So let's just talk about quickly the evolution of artificial intelligence. So, you know, AI, it's not like I said earlier, it's not new. It's been kind of back in the shadow for decades, but just recently, you know, it's come up and it's been a big topic and now people have been using it with the, you know, I think chat GPT was one of the first things that came up and blew up. And then everybody's like, oh man, you guys know what this is. And that's just a very small part of artificial intelligence, but it started with rule-based systems. So really just trying to make a computer think like a human and you know, that had its limits. And then after that, it kind of went into this fast paced machine learning. So it was kind of like data, the more data that we can combine and feed, you know, the, the more output this AI would have back to us. And then I think now more than any, more than ever, we kind of unleashed AI's potential because we let it learn from massive data sets. And then now is when things are really starting to get interesting. And then to take it even further, there's really deep learning mimicking. So, you know, right now they're trying to mimic the human brain, the way that people talk, the way that people act, training AI to recognize patterns. And right now that's the biggest evolution that we're dealing with. And everybody's going to start to see that. It's like, hey, Ola, I heard you over here, you know, yesterday. I'm like, wait, what are you talking about? I wasn't there. Well, guess what? They already trained my AI and I put it in China and taught it how to speak Chinese. And I was doing a keynote speak speech over there about AI learning. And that's the reality of what we're going to be able to do here soon. So, you know, it may be a scary thing to embrace, but do your best to educate yourself on it and at least follow the trends so that you're not left behind. Because I really fear that that's what's going to happen to a lot of people. They're going to get left behind. 
and I'll talk about that a little bit later. We'll jump back to that. But I want to talk about a couple of positive impacts on business operations, you know, utilizing AI. So a big thing, and even how I, I guess I used it, like, you know, if I had a problem, I would go to Google and I'd type that problem in and then I'd search all these different solutions and then I'd, you know, use my own discernment to come up with the best decision possible. AI is really cool with that. Data right now is the new currency. So our decisions that we make in life, it needs to be sharp and especially in business. And that's another place where AI could come in. It's not just going to make a decision based off of fear or your feelings, right? It's going to be making data driven decisions. It's going to have predictive analytics and it's going to, you know, it's kind of like having like a crystal ball that actually works. Hey, you remember that? Hey, we used to play with that little one that you would shake. And it, anyways, if you could see the gesture I made with my hands, I'll, I'll never do that again. Anyways, it basically, another really cool thing. Okay. Automation of repetitive tasks. Like think about all the mundane things we do every day. Why are we going to waste our time on that when AI can just handle it for us? Automation is totally the name of the game. It's going to boost your productivity. It's going to slash your costs. It's going to make make your business lean. So, and if you don't know what making your business lean is, just, you know, it it's shaving off basically all the fat. And the fat is what sometimes costs money. And that's that's where the term making your business lean comes from. You're going to run it as lean as possible without all the the middle stuff all around it taking up all of the, the the proceeds the profit now personalization and customer experience if you want to truly make your customers feel amazing put ai in marketing and customer relations now even me myself i haven't had a chance to fully utilize ai in marketing yet because i'm currently working on launching my next business venture and the and one of them that i'm in it's not a business that requires this type of marketing. But when using AI, it's not going to be just a tech gimmick. It's going to create tailored experiences to turn your customers into lifelong fans. And they do this, not they, I'm speaking about AI as like people already, but AI does this by data collection. You know, if if it knows your birthday, if it knows your customer's favorite, you know, thing to eat, like it's going to build a data set based on that customer. And it's really going to be able to take care of that customer for you. But guess what? It's only the people that are utilizing AI that are going to be able to use these tools. So again, I, I, I'll urge you, even if you're afraid of it, at least learn a bit about it and how maybe certain parts of it could help your business. Now, the innovation and creativity is huge. And I'll tell you, if I have a problem, even for these podcasts, I'll might, I might go to ChatGPT or online or from beta or s- some of the different chat groups and I'll say, hey, look, this is what I want to talk about today. Can you give me some solid ideas of like how to get this point across? And the reason I brought that up is because it's not taking over, right? It's just optimizing what you're already doing. It's just a helpful service. It's like any other tool. So like, And, you know, again, and so this is the biggest thing with innovation and creativity. This is AI encourages entrepreneurship. So I'm a huge fan of it and how it does that and why it does that is because it levels the playing field for everyone. You you know, most people think AI is only for like these big businesses. It's not. It's lowering the barrier of entry, essentially letting startups like, you know, anybody starting a business thrive and it's going to foster a culture of innovation that's not just for the elite. Because if I can come to the same exact AI, now we're talking about it's coming down to who is asking the correct questions, who is the most creative, right? So how cool is that? It's giving like, you know, back when I was uh, a musician in music school, everybody 
most of the musicians did not like the business side of it. I did. I loved it. But a lot of the musicians, they just wanted to be creative and play and come up with ideas. Well, now they can still do that. And as long as they're asking the right questions, AI can help them figure those things out. So that's really awesome. Now, again, AI isn't just about like, oh, the robots are taking over, but it's about the human collaboration. It's not don't think about those Terminator nightmares because, you know, AI's, AI and humans, it's like a tag team. Like it's your, think of it as like your business partner and you both together create synergy that propels your business forward. AI is not here to replace us as human beings. It's here to enhance our game. It's about upskilling, reskilling, and creating a workforce that's not afraid of the future, but ready to dominate it. Like if you look at technology, technology is exploding and it has for the last, you know, 15 years. The rate that technology has gone in the last 15 years is off the charts. AI is taking that chart and redefining the chart itself. So again, figure out a way to utilize some sort of AI or at least start to learn about it. Another really cool thing is it's not just a chat device. It's not just a, a query device. It's not just a data set. It could help enhance your creativity from painting to composing music, collaboration. It's a creative partner as well on the artistic side as it is on your intellectual side. Now, of course, again, in all of this, there are ethical considerations and making sure that it's everything's on a, you know, playing fair on a on the same field because I'm not blind to the pitfalls of AI. Bias transparency needs to be addressed head on. It's about responsible AI practices that keep the game fair and square. Another really cool thing about AI, and this is something that's a big topic here on Maui right now, but it's a regenerative agriculture. And AI helps a lot with that as well. It's an eco warrior. It's all about energy efficiency and environmental monitoring, right? Keep things smart and green. AI is kind of turning the table on energy management. So it's, it's monitoring our environmental impact as a whole. It's optimizing supply chains and making sure we're not just profitable, but we're responsible with the things that we're doing. How does it do that? By supply chain optimization. It helps cut waste and boost efficiency. Now, predictive analytics in and inventory management. It's just not a, it's not a business move. It's a plan planet-friendly one. AI is helping reduce waste and streamline supply chains and making sure we're not just efficient, but we're eco-conscious. This is really cool. In one of my new uh, ventures, we were starting a specific type of restaurant. Now, I've been in the restaurant industry pretty much my whole life. And when I was rethinking, reimagining the way that a restaurant could run, all I could think about was costing and order tracking and food monitoring. And it was baffling to me that the majority of the businesses that I would frequent, none of them used AI yet. And it was interesting to me. And so moving forward, I knew that I wanted to make sure that not only my computer knew my point of sale system, my back of house system, but if I had, let's just say, let's talk about alcohol. Okay. No, let's not talk about alcohol because there might be little kids listening to this at some point. I don't know. Let's talk about a hamburger. Let's say we had 10 hamburger patties come in the door. Why was it so difficult for our vendor and myself to be on the same platform and somebody just hit a scan button that said I had 10 patties come in the door? Now, once those 10 patties are, are in there, my point of sale system now knows we have 10 patties. And then it's predictive analytics in inventory management. Why? Because if I have a server out on the floor or a robot 
and we have a customer that orders a hamburger on the point of sale system, it should be an automatically linked to my inventory management system to let me know that boom, one hamburger patty is gone. Now, when that one hamburger patty gets down to four hamburger patties, guess what? Predictive analytics. AI already knows, hey, we're getting low on this, place an order so that tomorrow or the next day or the next week, whatever it is, we've got those 10 burgers coming up. And you can set all those thresholds. But I thought it was interesting that nobody was really doing that. It was all handled by humans. Can you think of all the time that it could save if there wasn't somebody actually needing to track all of that? And then when you do it between a bar and a rest in, in the back of house, in the kitchen, you have all these people touching these things, trying to come up with this cohesive plan of reordering, things get convoluted, you order too much, there's too much waste. And again, back to business sustainability, AI is helping cut costs, cut waste, and boosting that efficiency. I think there's a social impact also. Like there's corporate responsibility to help, you know, do your part as a business. Because it's not always just about profits. Like, you know, there's there's a lot of ethical practices. And I feel like businesses are more stepping up now because AI is just not a it's not just a tool. So they're using it for good. Now, I know I've really hyped up the good about artificial intelligence, but I still can't ignore the other side of that. So let's talk about some of the dark corners of artificial intelligence. You know, the cons, the the stuff that could keep, you know, people up at night wondering. Now, again, we kind of touched on this, but there's ethical concerns and bias. There's fairness and inclusion. So artificial intelligence within all of its glory it could be a breeding ground for bias, right? We've seen this. If the data it learns is from biased opinions, the decisions it makes can be also. So we're talking about unfair treatment, discrimination, and there's all that kinds of nasty stuff. And there's transparency issues sometimes because AI often operates like a black box, right? You put in data, it spits out results. But can you really trace how it got there? Right? There's there's always a lack of transparency right now. Anyways, they haven't really figured out a way to take that away. So, and that's really important, especially when you're making decisions that could possibly impact the lives and livelihoods of others or yourself. Now, obviously, this is the big one, and I see this a lot with the boomers or even the people a little bit younger or older. But job displacement and economic shifts, right? People now with the AI world, they're calling this automation anxiety. One of my uh, other businesses, we work primarily in automation and the automation part of it, uh, and this was on, on the electrical contracting side of things, the automation part of it is actually supposed to make things easier for people where you know you might have had to take 10 steps to get one thing done. It was all about creating one thing that took care of all of those 10 things at the push of one button. So that's pretty cool. And the time that it saves on the grand scheme of things over the course of your life or time in that home or in that business, it really makes a difference. But this automation anxiety that comes with artificial intelligence, because we know that it can automate tasks, boost efficiency and all of that. But what about the jobs that get automated out of existence? People are starting to worry about their livelihoods and, and you know, you can't just brush that off. But to speak to that, well, I'll speak to that a little bit later. The other, the other thing is economic inequality. And this is true because it's going to help the rich get richer, right? It's like any other type of uh, gold rush or what we saw happen with Bitcoin or whatever it might be. If you're already rich, you're already in this 
or wealthier in this position to take full advantage of those tools. So sometimes it creates inequality between the rich and the poor. The rich get richer and the poor get poorer. It happens all the time. Taylor's all this time. And if it, we don't manage AI properly, it's gonna widen that gap again. So the question is, are we creating a world where only a few benefit while the rest struggle? And what do you guys think on that? I want your opinions on that because that's a big question. Now, let's talk about a little bit of the impact on business operations. This is a big one, dependence and vulnerability. So over-reliance, can't do this, right? You can't rely too heavy on AI. It's going to make you vulnerable. So what if the system fails? We've seen this after the fires here in Lahaina. What happened? All the internet was down. All the cell towers were down. It caused confusion. So the more that we embrace AI the more attractive that we're all going to become to cyber threats. I'm not just talking about somebody trying to break into your computer and steal your credit card. And I'm talking about mass control. And it's not just about, you know, the benefits. It's about fortifying ourselves against potential breaches. So if you're going to, and, and actually, you know, this is just a thought process, things to think about while, you know, AI is developing as a whole. I'm not trying to scare anybody, but it's really, tr it's really true. There are security risks. So do your best to always protect yourself. And again, we learn these things through COVID. We learn these things as business owners through anything bad that happens, unfortunately teaches us a good lesson about making sure that you're properly insured, making sure that you take care of your data. And that gets us into the other impact is privacy concerns. We already are living in a surveillance culture and AI's ability to process this, just, you know, all these vast amounts of data, it raises serious privacy concerns. I mean, this is way beyond the surveillance that you th might think about from like some sort of weird dystopian novel or something, right? This is mass worldwide surveillance. And there isn't much anybody can do about that right now. So something that you might want to think about is, well, who owns all of this data that AI uses? It's not just a random question out there. It's about control. It's about power. And there is that potential for misuse. Now in the collaboration of humans and artificial intelligence, you know, I think, and, and a lot of people on this to topic think the same thing. There's going to be job transformation and there's going to be skill set shifts. And I think sometimes there are going to be upscaling, upskilling challenges. You know, we've talked about this upskilling thing, reskilling and all that good stuff, but let's be real about it. Not everybody's going to be up for it. There's a real challenge in getting the workforce up to speed with the demands of AI powered tools. And then this is the hardest one. There's a generation gap. Lucky for me, I'm a millennial and I was born when the Oregon Trail was not, not I was born into the first computers. Maybe not uh maybe not for the military, but I remember when I was in kindergarten, first, second grade, we had typewriting class. I had the Oregon Trail. We had these different things, this big old boxes with green screens. And if you're if you're younger than me, you're probably like, what the heck are you talking about, dude? But yeah, the older generation's gonna find it hard to adapt to this AI-driven world. And so that's a big deal. We're talking about potential workforce divide, and it, that that part of it can't be ignored. And you know, I just think about my my grandparents it's like you know they're they're out of the workforce now which is amazing um i still have one of them alive and she'll never re probably never see or need to use something like this but then you you talk about people that are maybe our mom and dad's age you know in their 60s 70s how is this going to affect them something to think about now there are some ethical dilemmas there's moral decisions because who's going to be responsible 
when an AI system makes a moral, like a morally questionable decision. You can't blame a machine, right? So you got to look into the mirror and ask ourselves some really tough questions. And that's the thing that comes back to the reliance on AI. We can't just rely on it. And here's a big one because I talked about this on another episode, but the loss of empathy. As we integrate all of this AI into our lives, I feel like there could be a risk of losing the human touch. So are we creating a world where empathy takes the backseat to like all the, the algorithms and all of the data? I don't know. Now, we talked about how AI could be a positive in the environmental situation, but there are some like bad things about it too. I mean, computers, servers, the cloud, all of these things take massive amounts of energy. So, you know, the the computational power needed for AI, it doesn't come cheap and it's not coming from the sun. I'll tell you that right now. This energy footprint is significant. And I think you, I mean, you guys could do a Google search on it. Go, go look at the amount of computational power needed for AI. And I think you'll be pretty baffled about though it's going to help make smarter decisions in the future on how much power it's going to take to run itself and you know the electric cars and everything else involved there is a lot of waste there is a lot of e-waste and you know as technology advances the old stuff becomes obsolete and what do you think happens to all the outdated ai hardware and stuff right it turns into waste and think about it technology is improving so rapidly you can barely hold on to the same phone for longer than a year there's always a new tech gadget or a new thing that comes out that you just have to have even though that same device you had i mean i could see myself on the apple one still that was such a huge like well let's say i started with the iphone 4 currently on the 14 can you that, that gap is crazy, but I still feel like the iPhone 4 was a huge accomplishment and I could probably still be using it if I absolutely needed to. Now, let's talk about overcoming some of these challenges. What can we do to navigate these like, you know, these, these scary points about AI? I feel like facing the challenges in any situation, facing it head on, right? You got a fear about AI. You think your job's going to get re replaced? Face it. Now, you know, we can't eliminate bias entirely from AI, meaning that, you know, bias. We're feeding it all of these different opinions. I could feed it an opinion and tell it, I want you to sound like this. And I want you to have this sort of political edge. And I want you to, you know, hide things like this, manipulate things. And it will spit out something that exactly what I asked it to, right? We can't eliminate that, but we can mitigate it. We can try to make sure that algorithms are fair. We could hope that whoever's out there feeding into this that you're inclusive and you don't discriminate i don't think you know i don't think that people are inherently bad i think the opposite i think people are inherently good and that they're gonna way outweigh the negative but and the best way you know to make sure that good prevails is by somehow coming up with some sort of transparency measures so try your best to understand how ai arrives at decisions that it makes ask questions now we can't just leave people in the dust reskilling initiatives are a must government and corporate responsibility governments and mass corporations they need to step up it's not just about profit margins it's about ensuring that the workforce is equipped for this new ai revolution and it's already happening that's kind of why i'm here talking about it i want you guys to start to get prepared make sure that if you are in the technology technological sector you are working on data privacy and security measures for yourself and for your business you know there's facebook there's instagram i 
sometimes I'm a little concerned about posting things sometimes. A little too much information for other people, it's not always a good thing. Even if you have the good intent, great intentions, there are people out there that do not have the correct intentions. Now, that's just on a personal level. On a worldwide scale, whatever you put out there, you are allowing AI to take and meld into what it wants. Fortify your defenses. Cybersecurity, it's not a luxury. It's going to be a necessity on everything that you do. So protect your data is like protecting yourself and your business. Now, this is a big thing, and I think this is where the blockchain is going to come back into it as far as what AI, how AI is concerned. Clear data ownership policies are going to be really important. You have to define who owns what. Right now, AI is just a wide open door. Just boom, do whatever you want, take whatever you want. But data ownership policies need to be crystal clear. And right now, is it's kind of just like a legal formality, but it needs to be about a legal formality and about accountability for yourself too. Now, you know, for me, it's not about just acknowledging that there's like this bad part about AI. Because again, I think we went over some of the really cool parts about it and how it can enhance your life and how it can help you build. Artificial intelligence has transformative power. It'll help you streamline your operations. It will help with positive change. Think about AI though with a thoughtful and ethical mindset because to understand the significance of AI, especially in the business entrepreneurial world, you need to think of it as a concept that's been around for decades. And you kind of think of it as how you were brought up. Think about yourself as an AI from the time you were a baby all the way to where you're at now. You had your parents or whoever it was that was the figure in your life continue to feed into you data. Boom, boom. This is how you brush your teeth. This is how you take a shower. This is how the ba these basic skills. This is how you read. This is how you write. And basically all we were as data providers to you or myself as a baby was here is a problem. Here is a problem. Here is a problem. And if you were a good parent, you let your parent, you let your kids figure it out, figure it out. You let them fail. Nope, that's wrong. Right. And guess what happens? You as a, you as a parent or that figure, you give them a problem. They do it wrong. You give them a solution. That's exactly how artificial intelligence works now with the computers. And it's what brought us to where we're at now as whatever stage of, of your life or your business journey that you're at. So make sure that you're feeding your children, feeding your artificial intelligence, whatever it might be, all the great positive characteristics and traits that you want to see in the world because this AI is not going anywhere and it will potentially be a part of your legacy. And I don't know where that's going yet. That last whole part was just me spewing off some thoughts. But just know that it's going to be essential and it's not going anywhere. So do your best again, like I said, to continue to research it. And you know what? That's a wrap for today. Thanks again for joining us. You know, we dove into that AI game. If you liked the energy today, hit that subscribe button and keep the vibes going. Connect with us on social media. We're at sendit.hawaii. I'm your host, signing off. Until the next episode, keep sending it. Stay fired up and always chase greatness.